Welcome to Creative Mind Living, a podcast for personal growth based on the works of Carl Jung, neuroscience, and Eastern philosophies. We are your hosts, Deborah Barrett Maldonado and Dr. Rob Maldonado, founders of Creative Mind Coaching. Hello, Rob. How are you today? Are you feeling happy or angry? <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about that um, because it's an important topic, anger. So this episode is about honoring your anger and what we do with emotions. We're doing a whole series on emotions. So this is the very first one. Yeah. And, and, what, and the main reason we're doing it is because when we look out there uh, to see what's available for people, we see very little, and the stuff that's out there, we don't really agree with it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know it's an opinion, but we don't agree with what they're saying about emotions. And there's so much research um, that is not available to the public about emotions and how we store them and how we uh, our brain processes them. And so it's just really amazing that we're only getting a sliver. So we're going to give you um, some good good um, insights and information in the next few weeks. But today, honoring your anger, I wanted to start off by saying, uh, you know, anger lately, uh, politically and with the Me Too movement, there's a lot of um, anger. And there's actually a book that just came out called Burn It Down, Women Writing About Their Anger. Mm. And um, I haven't read the book, but it's interesting how this is a topic coming up for women that there's this um, kind of a, a need to express the rage of inequality or um, a mistreatment of women. And, mm-hmm. and I think in a way it's really good that people are speaking up and maybe we needed to get angry to move us forward. But if we stay in that angry state, it's not going to be productive. And we're going to talk about that today. But what is your take on it? I do think there is a kind of righteous anger Mm -hmm. that motivates you to take action, Mm -hmm. right? Because if we never feel that, uh, often we we just kind of accept the status quo. Mm -hmm. And so there is that element to it. Mm -hmm. But like you say, we don't want to use it to affect change because it's going to affect the kind of things we create from from that moving on into the next phase of our social evolution. It could be that idea that all men are bad and uh, all men are pigs or whatever that is. And I know that's not really the the movement, but when you have a big message and a big social movement, it gets misinterpreted a lot. And there's uh, small factions of the group, as you know, in any type of movement that kind of take it to an extreme. And so we have to really be careful that the anger is great to motivate us to change, but it's not the vehicle for change. It's not the, the, the mechanism for change. It's a mm. mechanism for motivating. And we have to remember that. So let's go into anger. What is anger, Rob? What is uh, emotions in general? Like there, there are three levels to them. Yeah, we've been um, really working uh, on this uh, this idea of emotions uh, recently. And there there are three distinct levels that need to be addressed or need to be understood in order to to really give a comprehensive view of an emotion. Mm-hmm. So first, there's the biological element. Mm-hmm. We're wired for emotion. And if we look at our brains, we understand there's a whole uh, 
operating system and a whole <laughs> technology in the brain designed to deal with emotions. It's called the limbic system. Mm. Then the second level is the psychosocial level, which means how do we deal with it at personal at a personal level? Like with relationships. How did our family deal with emotions? How did they deal with anger? What did we learn from that? And then how do we go out into the world with those assumptions that our family kind of instilled in us and make a go of it? Mm -hmm. How does that affect our work, our career, uh, our personal and professional relationships? Yeah. And then the third level, of course, is the spiritual level, which, you know, if you think about some of the the Eastern philosophy, and even the Western religions, they all talk about managing the emotions some way Mm -hmm. and harnessing them and directing them towards higher purposes, higher Mm -hmm. uh, wisdom, um, um, uh, these higher powers, whatever you want to call them. But uh, there is certainly some rich uh, knowledge to be gained from looking at the spiritual component. Mm But having said all that, we're going to focus on the psychosocial element so that we can give you some useful ways of approaching your own anger and dealing with it. Mm. And that psychosocial element is based on Jungian psychology and the idea of the persona and the shadow. And what I notice doing this work for over a decade and working with thousands of women, we as women, well, I think everyone does, has, has a lot of repressed anger, a lot of anger they're not aware of. And that's because we have a persona that wants to be nice, that wants to be pleasing. Mm. And then in Jungian psychology, the things that don't fit into your persona get repressed. So if it, it doesn't feel to fit into your personality to be an angry person, uh, you're a kind, spiritual, caring woman, uh, you're going to repress your anger. And not, and your ego is not going to allow you to express it. But it doesn't mean that it's not there. That's the key. Yeah, and there are certainly gender differences. Uh, mm. You know, uh, men, uh, we're expected to go into the military, or, or some of us go into the military. Uh, Even hunting, and it's, it's kind of an aggression toward hunting and battle. Yeah, and, and it's kind of more acceptable to be a little aggressive or, mm. or uh, at least um, uh, affirming in your tone and in your way of being. Whereas women, I think, often are uh, pigeonholed into being nice and the peacekeepers <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of the smoothing out the the emotional ruffles in the family. Mm-hmm. Not always, of course. I mean, there's, there's always... Uh, uh, exceptions to to those kind of rules. Um, And also then you see like the changes you were talking about, Me Too movement coming Mm -hmm. into play, uh, just women's empowerment, uh, Mm -hmm. women in the workforce, uh, Mm -hmm. women entrepreneurs, women leaders. Now you have this moving target of, you know, what is proper... Uh, emotional expression, and in particular, how do we use that power of anger? Like you were saying, it it motivates us, but we don't want it to be our determining way of seeing the world. And also a tool to make change. So 
being a bully. If I, a lot of people will, who have a pleasing personality will say, well, okay, I'm going to change. I'm going to be a bully now. I'm going to go and I'm going to be mean and I'm going to stand up for myself and I'm going to be aggressive and, and, uh, and that, that kind of bullying boss that we always hear about these women, they say they're, they're aggressive versus being assertive. And what happens is they're just compensating for the opposite. So they're not really integrating their personality. They're just act still acting out of that almost anger at, at needing to be pleasing in a way. So they're angry at their own conditioning. Yes. And so let's paint a, a basic scenario from the young in perspective. If you have a, a family and a society that tells you, you got to be a nice lady, you got to <laughs> be a nice girl. You know? Good girl. Yeah. And, and uh, men, of course, we also get that message, but Let's focus on uh, women's conditioning, let's say. Mm-hmm. That, that's a powerful message to create a persona, as Jung would say, the mask, the personality of a nice person. Mm-hmm. That it, Which is reasonable, a good absolutely. thing to do, right? It makes sense, and nice. people are applauded for that. And people like nice people, so you make friends. And- that's right. The problem comes in... With the shadow element. Now, the shadow, the way it works in this scenario is that this person is going to experience anger just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And angry at other people and what they're doing. And and uh, often rightly so. If When people overstep their boundaries with you, your reaction is anger. And it's meant to motivate you to mm-hmm. set the boundary correctly or to reset it. To speak up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But a lot of p- women don't speak up. Exactly, because now the persona and the, per- uh, and, and the individual believes they are the persona, and so now they have to live up to this nice persona that mm. never gets angry mm. or is not supposed to get angry. So they have to push the anger, the emotional power of anger, into the shadow. And the key is we're pushing it away. We're not using the, the power. So basically, we're, that's why we feel powerless as a pleaser, because we feel as though we don't have power. And, uh, and that's, but it's not because we don't have it. It's that we refuse to use it because it doesn't fit to the persona. Yeah. And, and by the shadow, all we mean is the unconscious, personal unconscious, meaning we're, we, we think we, we got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Well, anything if we're we, not conscious of it, it's not there. Yeah, we think if I'm not conscious of it, I'm not aware of it, it doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's a fatal mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the energy of anger does not go anywhere. So where does it go, Rob? It goes into the shadow. And then what happens to it? <laughs> well, it depends on the person, right? Let's say, let's assume there is no understanding of the persona shadow. Mm-hmm. So the person believes they are the mask. They're, they're the good person. The persona, yeah. What happens is that that energy of the anger in the shadow builds up. Mm-hmm. Builds up. And it's got to come out somehow. It's, there's a few scenarios. It's either going to come out as passive aggression. Mm meaning the person is going to think they're being nice, but in reality they're... 
you know, kind of screws to you, like yeah, they're they're stabbing the other person in the back. You know how I see this with gossip. Yeah, they won't tell the person directly that they're they're upset with them, but they'll talk about them to someone else, and it's a way for them to get their anger out. Yeah, and if you ask the the individual, often they they won't even be aware of it. Mm-hmm. This is so unconscious; it's kind of un, an undercurrent that's coming out. Uh, other scenarios is that that energy will essentially be held in check all this time, but the more they hold it in, in the shadow, the more energy it gathers, and it will eventually sabotage the whole construction that the person is working on. So they'll like um, have a blow-up, or they'll, they'll break up a relationship and rage... And uh, do, you know, very upsetting things because they haven't really... It's just kind of un, untamed. Untamed. Yeah. Uh, or they run away. And Yes. And, and, you know, the most dramatic cases you hear of people that all of a the sudden they snap mm-hmm. and they do something completely out of character, right? Yeah. So people say that that's so out of character because meaning... This is a shadow. It's not their persona. Their mm-hmm. persona was nice, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, uh, you know, they they run off with their secretary, or they run off with their boss, or mm-hmm. something happens that really uh, kind of ex- uh, ex- explodes in a way mm-hmm. their life, mm-hmm. blows it up. Well, you know what I've noticed too is there's a lot of uh, women that tell me that their mother was very pleasing to the world. They're, they show up as the nice person mm. out there. And then at home, they're raging at their kids and they're hiding, they're raging at home. And then, but everyone else, it's fine. And, and we, they kind of, the family suppresses the rage as a, as a unit. So there's that too. There was a, there was a story of an astronaut, a woman astronaut a few years back, uh, and of course, an astronaut, you know, they have to have it together to mm. to get into those positions and mm. be very straight laced and all that. So, so probably a persona, very nice, very um, uh, c- accomplished, dedicated. In the shadow, of course, was all that rage mm. and anger, and it turned out uh, that sh- she was arrested for attempting to kill uh, her. <laughs> Lover's ex or something like that. And they're doing a movie on her as well. Yes. So there you see an example. Uh, I mean, that's an extreme example, Mm -hmm. obviously. But this kind of dynamic plays out in in smaller ways with people that are unconscious of their shadow. Like um, Alanis Morissette, You Ought to Know, that song is full of rage. There's that other country song where I... To hit the headlights out of my car and keyed your truck and like uh, because you cheated on me that kind of uh, we we all have it inside of us and uh, and almost sometimes we glorify that they did it wrong and so we have a right to be angry and anger can be very addictive it could be really addictive and uh, people get high from it in a way because it is a power it's like a power absolutely now now there's pretty good research also that shows that. Repressed anger damages your heart. Mm. It may cause certain kinds of cancers, certain kinds of chronic pain and diseases in your body, mind body, because 
again, it's very powerful, very toxic kind of energy if you don't learn to work with it. If you're enjoying this conversation and do not want it to end, it doesn't have to. You can join us on our Facebook fan page at Creative Mind Method and continue the conversation. Get tools, free visualizations, free downloads, and announcements of live events and new courses that we're hosting. So join us after the show at Creative Mind Method on Facebook. See you there. You know, I've heard that uh, depression is suppressed anger as well. So if you're finding this lack of energy, usually it's that lack of passion and kind of depressed or feeling Mm. that the down feelings is usually a sign that you need to work with anger. Absolutely. But another way it shows up before we talk about how to work with it, I'm going to share a story really quick uh, that anger, if you're suppressing anger, a lot of times, if it's so deep with that, you're not even aware that you're angry, it'll show up in other people being angry at you. And so we always think they're the bad ones. They're angry and I'm so pleasing. So I remember when I first started um, doing hypnotherapy, um, I was very pleased. I'm a pleaser persona and I was trying to help people. And I, and this one client was so really, really loved me. And I loved that she loved me. And I was always very pleased that I was pleasing her. And then I received an email from her and she was really angry at me. And I was shaking when I got the email. I read it and she was saying all these terrible things about me and accusing me of things I didn't do. And I was so upset. And I remember coming home and and it was when we first Mm. started dating and you were saying, well, this is the shadow. And you told me the story of Medusa and you said Medusa represents anger. She's the woman with the snakes and the way Perseus slayed her is that he couldn't look at her directly. So he had to hold his shield up and see the reflection. Mm -hmm. And it's that way with our own anger is that it's almost so unknowing for us and and unacceptable for us to be angry that the only way we can see it is on our projections of other people. So what I did was uh, instead of, um, you know, I went through all these different levels. At first I was feeling sad and hurt. And then I was angry that she accused me and it was all this stuff. And then I was trying to battle in my mind of how to defend her. And and you just said, just be with the feeling, just let it just be there. And it took me two days because it was really powerful. I was like, wow. And then all of a sudden I started to realize how much of my life I've spent trying to please others and that this is coming up for me because I want to defend myself. I want to prove that I'm a good person. And it's like, I'm spending all this energy and how much of my energy is always trying to prove to everyone how, what a good person I am. And, um, it was such a relief. I just was started to thank her in my mind and I felt incredible love for her and still I hadn't talked to her or straightened it out, but it was this amazing shift. And it was my first time working with a shadow element And what I want to say is that this is really a great way to work is that you have to face it without pushing it away, without buying into it and without projecting it that that person did me wrong and and really just allow yourself to feel like, what is this? What am I defending? Like, why am I so angry? And a lot of times we're angry because other people don't think we're good. (laughs) We're trying to defend our own persona. Hmm. And when we let go of that and realize that their opinion is really not really worth us fighting over. Uh, It's our opinion. And then understanding that that is not who we are anyway. We're not the persona. It frees us. And now I can choose to be pleasing, but I'm not compelled because I don't want people to be uh, afraid that people will leave me. And then that's where where you have your power. Nice. 
Yes, and um, at the end of the day, we have to look at what is the usefulness of this emotion we call anger. Mm. You know, we hinted a little bit at this motivation, but there are deeper aspects to it, even at the social, uh, psycho-social level, even at our personal level. And if you think about a anger as unexpressed passion, mm. then it starts to give you a better sense of how it it's very useful to us. And so what would be a good exercise for them to in in a Jungian model it's essentially integrating it, this mm. this shadow element into our consciousness, meaning becoming aware of it. So a good exercise is to really reflect on those moments that have triggered that anger mm-hmm. and try to become conscious of how it's reflecting something about you instead of projecting it and saying, well, it's that person that made me angry. Mm-hmm. Find that personal you in that, you know, why is it, why is it coming up? Why is it arising? Why is it triggering you? Mm-hmm. That process then leads to that integration, mm. to that wholeness, to making it conscious. And one thing I do want to say is that back in the 70s, they had the, or 80s, they would tell people to pound pillows and, you know, scream and all those things, those workshops people went to. I went to them. And uh, really, that's not effective. They, they Research has shown that this actually just reinforces that uh, unconscious uh, de- uh, tendency to feel angry versus really transform it in any way. Yeah, I think so, because you're still buying into the projection mm-hmm. that uh, that p- something outside uh, other people, situations are making you angry mm-hmm. when what uh, integration is about is realizing that it's arising from you. Mm-hmm. No, one, no one can make us angry. And really, it's our inability to s- ask for what we want, speak up, and all those things that we need to look at and that causes the anger and how attached we are to our pleasing personality and being a nice person. So it doesn't mean you should be a bad person, but it's you don't want the to, the nice person identity to control your life mm-hmm. um, and be willing for people to be mad at you for a little bit and for your own safety. And you always say the best thing you can do for others is ask, stand up for yourself and, uh, and respect yourself because it teaches them to respect theirs. Great show. All right, everyone, we'll see you on the next show, the next installment of our emotion series coming soon. See you next time.